Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Uh, We are so glad that you're with us. I know that you probably all think I sound like I have a bassy voice. So I'll just get that out of the way. Thank you for being patient with me tonight with my voice because it's uh, I have a little bit of signage drainage. Uh, but anyway, we are happy to be with you. And that means you get to listen to Tiffany and Chris and uh, Pastor Moore tonight because they are, they're going to talk a lot and I'm going <laughs> to amen them. And they're all looking at me like, really? Are Who's Pastor Moore? I think that she had Did some say, cold drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Pastor Moore? Yeah. yeah. Pastor, you're going to hear from Pastor. Yes. I named all you two, and you're going to hear from Pastor more than me. You oh. didn't say that, man. <laughs> no. I thought, maybe, I thought maybe Keith Moore was joining us uh, too. Like, welcome, Mr. Moore. Yeah. That's <laughs> so good to be here, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I thought he was from Branson. Oh, oh Branson, wow. yes, yeah. Branson Faith Center, whatever yeah. it's called. Gracious. See, there you go. Gave you something to lead in with. Well, I think they know who's here now. <laughs> Who are you? Setting across from Darlene is Chris Norman. <laughs> Setting next to Chris Norman is Pastor Daryl Rhodes. Moore. Not more. Pastor Not Darryl Pastor Daryl Moore. But there's more of me here now than there was last time I was here. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and setting across from this him is, is the talented Brent. and exquisitely yeah, incredible <laughs> Tiffy. Wordsmith. Tiffy. Tiffy. Hello there. I was thinking like breath of fresh air or something like that. That <laughs> reminds me of a laundry detergent. So I had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's possible too. Well, thank you, Chris, for giving us that fine introduction. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's get to talking about Jesus. Yes. That's what. That's what it's. That's all our topic about. for today. The last podcast that I listened to, I wasn't here, and you guys just carried on a conversation. It was so cool. It was just constant talking, and it was so good. much revelation came out of Chris. And uh, I, was, I really enjoyed listening to it. Uh, had nothing to do with me. Yeah, it was really good. But it, but it seems like when I'm gone, you do talk a little more. So I, I hope I don't, I'm not stopping you or you intimidating intimidate you. You intimidate me. No, I don't. Yeah, your wisdom intimidates me. I don't believe that. <laughs> I think you guys are just blowing at each other. So what are we going to talk about, Mrs. Rhodes, at your table? Well, I think we're going to talk about Jesus and the authority of the believer. <laughs> Tell I us, once Pastor read a Moore. Book about that. I did too. It was by Watchman Nee. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, Pastor Rose. Tell us about the authority of the believer. That's a long, long subject. I yeah, could, it I is. Spend a lot of time. A whole book on it. I've speak. I've spoken series of messages on the authority of the believer. In fact, Doctor Sue is teaching on the authority of the believer now. It's in the first and third Sunday mornings at Solid Rock. So, um, some really good, really good things on uh, uh, the authority of the believer and. Uh, I remember years ago, and I'm not trying to be a name dropper, but I bought every one of Kenneth Copeland's uh, cassette tapes on the authority of the believer. He was teaching on it on the believer's voice of victory. Every I had them day. all too. And and he he only had like a 15 minute broadcast, so I I bought the whole broadcast. It was like 50 cassette tapes. I had the CDs, but is that right? It was a big CD binder. Yeah, but yeah. it was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. That's where I that's where I really cut my teeth on the authority mm-hmm. of the believer. And, it, and it's so, I mean, if we all could understand the price that Jesus Christ paid for us and what he handed to us mm-hmm. because of his death 
burial, and resurrection. If we could actually learn and we grab that, and but not only grab it for ourselves, if we could present it to others in our hard times, in the mean times of, the wor- of our lives, we would know without a shadow of a doubt who we were. And the situations of life would not pull us down so much. Because it's amazing what Christ has given us uh, and left with us through the workings of the Holy Spirit in our life. There's been several times that, especially overseas, when we preach on the authority of the believer, uh, they some of those some of those nations are really impressed if you have a badge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would take my badge and I would preach on the authority of the believer and I'd pass it around. I just let everybody handle it, and by the time 500 people went through it, it came back to me and the sermon was over. But it was uh, talking about how that God has deputized us as His uh, disciples or as His followers to go into the world and, and do the very same things that He did. And that's not, I don't think it's controversial. I don't think it's a subject that uh, we're afraid to touch because it's, it's written in the Word of God. Even Jesus Himself said, The things that I do, you shall do also and greater than these because I go to my Father. But uh, I, I don't have a problem recognizing delegated authority. Because uh, in in our county, the sheriff is the highest uh, authority in the county. He's he's higher than than any judge, higher than any uh, anybody. Nobody can arrest the sheriff. Uh, used to be the coroner could, but I think they've changed that now. So nobody can now arrest the sheriff. But uh, he also can't do everything by himself. He can't be everywhere at once. And so he has deputized 50, 60 men and women to go out and represent him. And, and do the works that he would do if there was that many of him. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's easy for them when they go up to the when they go up to the door and bang on the door. They say uh, sheriff's office. They, you know they don't say deputy. They say sheriff's office, and uh, because they are there to represent the sheriff. And I think it's so easy. If somebody take that bracelet off of him, it might not not be so loud in here. There's a dog on our podcast. We have Oliver here tonight the, again. Come here, buddy. A dog that's about He's the size a of a horse. small lion. Uh, yeah, horse. <laughs> The thing that actually made me think about that, and I've I jokingly said what we're going to talk about in the beginning of the podcast, and I said the authority of the believer because I had actually been looking at the book because I watched I ended up watching half of the new series on Netflix about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I actually wouldn't recommend watching it. It's not very good. But the thing that I think it must have been the Holy Spirit that told me about that is Jeffrey Dahmer did not start out in his situation as twisted as he ended up being. I mean, the guy was incredibly twisted in in many, many different ways. It started out as one lie that he believed about himself. Mm. And it was spawned from his dad and spawned from the rejection of his mom. And the enemy came in for whatever reason, because he hates humanity, and and gave one lie in his head. And he started believing that lie and and watering that lie. And that lie spread to another lie that spread Mm. to another lie that created an entire consciousness that wasn't even true. So he was um, muting Tiffy. Um, he had a whole entire consciousness that wasn't true about himself, about other people, about everything. And then I started thinking about my own life. Well, how many lies have I believed, do I believe? Like, mm-hmm. like what's up there mm-hmm. now of dark things that should not be there because it was one little seed that I harvested, which is the same thing that happened to Adam and Eve. I mean, the serpent came in and challenged with one lie, the the authority of God, and then right. it all turned into 
you know, a complete and total curse had to be turned around. But essentially, then that thought started going, well, the enemy never wants us to know our authority. Because if we knew our authority, then those lies wouldn't mean anything. I mean, it, when we know who we are and we know the, the power that we have, that if Jeffrey would have understood who he was or even had enough light in his heart at that point to just be able to see the lies and the corruption of his heart that he had all the and supposedly he got saved towards the end of his life i don't know but all the destruction that he did would have never happened Mm -hmm. and it's all based on that authority i think yeah that's interesting because for him to get where he ended up he left something in his heart undone yeah he left something inside from a wound uh, from like you said, he began to it began to grow, and he began to believe all the negative wounds that he had, mm-hmm. disappointments and all, and that happens so many times in our lives. And that's what Jesus came to bring total deliverance. So there's so many people that need total deliverance in their life, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. It, it in fact, it's something that we all should be very willing. In that area that that we can't seem to get well we can't seem to quit thinking about it or we keep referring it be it's part of our life that happened 30 years ago or 20 years ago and it becomes big it's like you said Chris you know it was something that got inside and was never ever pushed out it's it's a lie that you're unlovable i mean Mm -hmm. that's a lie it's a lie that you're not a winner Mm -hmm. a a lie that you're a loser a lie that um you're nobody could love you because you do such and such or did such and such Mm -hmm. you know and those are all those little lies that when those lies start compounding it just creates that door wider and wider and wider to be influenced by the enemy Mm -hmm. i think a lot of a lot of times like you said it just started with the seed and that seed began to develop and grow uh, in the negative, just mm-hmm. like it does when we talk about a seed in the positive. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, it, it eventually weaves into a stronghold, and then it's so hard to get out of that stronghold. And so here's a Christian that has strongholds in them. I know a lot of people don't believe that a Christian can have a stronghold, but they do. They have, a mm-hmm. lot, they have hurts and hang-ups and habits that, that they can't kick on their own, and they need somebody to help them uh, pray that through or cast that out or whatever it is. And so... Uh, you know, we've all we've all had to deal with strongholds. We've all, you know, we don't wrestle with flesh mm-hmm. and blood. So there there are these uh, strongholds, and, and and if you can't admit that you've got one, you can't admit that you need help. There's no redemption for right, you. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, and the weapons that we have have been given by the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. It is the Word of God, and and if we uh, don't use those weapons, if we don't know that we've got them. If we don't know that we have the authority of the believer, then we can't pull down strongholds because that's what our weapons are for. And and the strongholds of the mind are so dangerous for all of us. That's where we always say that's where the battlefield of an individual is, Mm -hmm. whether they know Mm -hmm. Christ or whether they don't know Christ. That is where the battlefield is. But if you don't know Christ, and even if you know Christ and you don't know what's available to you, then those strongholds are going to take you down more and more and more. Right. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, Jesus has given us all authority in his name, 
And you can be a believer and not recognize the authority or have a revelation of the authority of Jesus' name. Um, There were some people in the book of Acts that tried to cast out a devil uh, and and they they didn't have that revelation of the name of Jesus. And uh, go ahead, mute me, I've got a cough. But the crazy thing is, is the thing about the revelation, who was it, Peter and John, whoever went to their city and said that they would call down fire in Jesus' name if he would let them? I mean, what kind of delegated authority? That's a massive understanding of delegated authority that I can't even wrap mm-hmm. my head around. They literally believed that they could call down fire yeah. on an entire population yeah. in Jesus' name. I mean, that's right. That's insane. So they must have had a real revelation, huh? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's awesome. The uh, we we have we we have to study. We have to to get into the Word of God and meditate day and night mm-hmm. on uh, on Jesus. Uh, it, it all comes from Him. It all stems from the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, you can be a believer but not have that revelation. So uh, I'd encourage people today to open up your Bible and start studying about Jesus. Read the Book of John. That's one of the best books you can read in the whole Bible. Is the Book of Saint John. Uh, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about what Jesus did, but the book of John talks about, John always talked about who he was, uh-huh. and there's a big difference. Uh-huh. So yeah. the, the three synoptic gospels talk about what Jesus did, but uh, John talked about who he was, which I think is really cool. Right. Yeah, I do too. I think it, it it's, it's totally brings it back to that personal, that personal level and the representation of Christ. And, and that's what God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives, to be, he's a personal God. Yes. He's, Jesus is someone that we can know as our Savior. We can, we can boldly say, my Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is my Savior. He's my Redeemer. He's, he's my everything. If we have a revelation of what it means, uh, and uh, the book, uh, we, when we started off, with, when we were talking about uh knowing who we are as a believer uh a good book for everyone to read it's an old book but pastor tell them about it's not exactly an easy read no it's not which book the authority <coughs> of the believer by Sorry. watchman knee oh yeah it's yeah. it's a uh, watchman knee is is an excellent author but sometimes, he's very hard to read sometimes yeah. he's very difficult to read and yeah. you're not going to get through it in a night no right. it's not a no. quick read it's one of those you have to study it is, yeah. but if you're if you're really wanting to get into where you can get know more about this personal Jesus, mm-hmm. and uh, you're really seeking, it is a good book. It's been you know it's been a long time since I've read it, and I know Tiffy, uh, she read it in college, and and I think everybody here at the table has read it at some time in their life. If you went to a Christian school or a Bible school, you've ended up reading that book at some point. Right. Right. And uh, it, it's it's excellent. But if you can't get the book or you can't handle the book because it's a little bit too much for you, you can get into the book, and that's the Word of God, and, and just really dig and really uh, ask the Holy Spirit because that's who we get to work with today. Yeah. That's who gets that gets to work through us and does work through us, and and so we all need to. More and more, we need to know who it is that what Jesus did for right. us. Ephesians 1 says that uh, God has raised him up, talking about Jesus, far above all dominion and all power and all might and, 
and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. But then you go to the next chapter, chapter 2, and about verse 5, it says, and he has raised us up together to be seated with him in heavenly places. So it's, it's easy for us to take our authority in Christ because we are one with him. We're mm-hmm. not, you know, it, it's, and yes, physically he is in heaven, but he sent the Spirit of God back down here to enable us and empower us to do what Jesus uh, has instructed. It would be so unfair to Je- for Jesus to tell us to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, and, and then we not have that authority, not have that power within us to do that. And so... Uh, and, and there is a big difference between authority and power. You know, the word authority is exousia. The word power is dunam. The word authority is exousia. The word power is dunamis. And, and there's a big difference. But he has given us power and authority. Yes. yes. Over all the works of the enemy. One of the things that I've been meditating on lately, too, is going back to what you said about laying hands on the sick and recovering and and working in the gifts like that I think that it and I I don't think I know that it requires being in his presence and the more that we can tap in to spend time in his presence where we can meditate on the word and speak the word in our mouths and actually meditate on the word in our minds that God opens up and we're we're more exposed to that power we're we're more we walk stronger in that authority and we have a deeper understanding of that authority and that's something I've been trying to challenge myself with as well yeah. It's good. good. So good. And it's true. We have to challenge ourselves. We have to. Uh, we know who we are in Christ because we believe that. And we've received the word gladly in our hearts. I mean, you have to receive it gladly. You have to know that the word is for us. But we go, grow in it. Then. And how do we grow in it is we keep putting the word in. And we begin and we start practicing mm-hmm. the word of God. Mm-hmm. I think one of the lies that a lot of people believe, though, that aren't on pastoral staff is that it's <coughs> it's boring to read the Bible or it's boring right. to have prayer time or I don't have time for that or whatever, just like you don't have time to work out or you don't have time to do all those other things. It's one of those lies the enemy wants to believe, but understanding the power that we have in that meditation time and that prayer time, that exposing ourselves to the Lord and opening our hearts to him, what that actually does is profound. It is, because the enemy will do everything in his power by working through our, our soulish realm with busyness, with situations, with uh, how we feel. And he, and you know, it can just, and we can justify why we don't take the time but when we determine that we're going to be in the word, we're going to pray, and we get determined, the enemy doesn't have so much to throw at us because we have made time in our lives for Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. him crucified and risen again and what that means for us. And I, and I think it's something we that if we have a revelation in our life of who he is, and what he, what he is, and what he's doing in our life, what he's done. My goodness, we could, we could all testify for a long, long time about how good he's been to us in the past. Mm-hmm. And he's just been so, so good to us. So that is part of what we are able to share with others. And you keep put reading the word, keep putting it in, keep sharing what God is doing and what he's done. And what a witness that God's children are 
when we understand that that's our purpose here on earth. That's who we are. Amen. Tiffany, mm. what do you think about the authority of the believer in your life? Um, the authority of the believer in my life, I feel like um, I was just thinking as I was listening to Dad talk a minute ago that for me it's easier for me to understand the authority that I have in some areas easier it's easier in some areas than it is in other areas and I don't know if that even really makes sense but in my life like some things it's very easy for me to uh, believe God for this or that or or you know uh, I is that right? Does is that I know have you ever experienced about. that? Yeah. Like I feel like in some areas, you know, for instance, when it comes to maybe finances or something, I know that I know that God's authority. I know what He said about it. You know, about planting seed and and giving and all of that. And so that has a really really deep root in my life. But then I might struggle with another area, and His authority hasn't changed in any of the different scenarios yep. but it's harder for me personally i'm in this real talk here mm -hmm. um to to assert the authority that i have mm -hmm. because of the lies that the devil tells us mm -hmm. and so you know he he knows where he can get in there and so mm -hmm. i need to do better to make it a, an even playing field you know and the authority that i have in this area is also the, the same authority that i can use in, the, mm -hmm. in a different area that i struggle with but that's that's real life for me. Yeah. That's that's what I, I see in myself. And I think that that's probably true in 99% of Christians. But why is it? That, that the question would be why is mm -hmm. it? Could it be that because in certain areas uh, we have read the scriptures, we've grasped the, the scriptures, we have... Uh, A revelation. Yes, revelation on that. And maybe... In some of the other areas, it's kind of like an exercise. Someone might be able to do push-ups. God bless them. Not and, and and somebody else do pull-ups. Mm -hmm. And somebody else maybe can can uh, walk for five miles, <laughs> ten miles, run. <laughs> and then there's others that, you know, they have around the block is, you know. Struggle. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just wondering if. If our spiritual mu muscles have to be built up by the that Word of God mm -hmm. and by our thought life, uh, because we have to take into captivity, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of thoughts that that get they go around in our mind that are let loose, mm -hmm. and we don't bring them back into captivity. And could it be that there are times where maybe a scripture doesn't come up to us? Or we're thinking, you know, uh, I'm having a really rough time here. I've never faced this before. But that's when we pray. And that's when we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us uh, his word, mm -hmm. uh, his promises. And because I think a lot of people, we there are areas we're stronger in. And, and then there are others. So I think that's pretty common. Yeah. I think, I think we have to be careful that we don't go into the ditch with this teaching because mm -hmm. anything any good thing that, that comes along uh, that we get a revelation of some pe some people always take it too far and take right. it into the ditch a lot of people went in the ditch with this topic in the 90s exactly. oh, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's, that's yeah. why I just want to make uh, yeah. you know yeah. a point of order on this because we yeah. can uh, we can 
use that as an excuse to control people mm-hmm. uh, or, or to dictate to people, you know, I and, and especially in delegated authority in the local church. Mm-hmm. We've all seen pastors who who try to control people's mm-hmm. lives, to control their destinies, control their marriage, control what kind of car they buy and uh, what kind of house they should live in. And, and uh, that's just... That's just taking this way, way, way yes. too far. Uh, it's the, the authority of the believer is, is generally for you exercising authority over the enemy yes. of our lives. Now, yes. we can do it. We can exercise authority in the, uh, over the enemy in, in other people's lives if they're willing to uh, be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And, I don't, and there's just, you know... You can't you can't pray. I mean, you can pray for people, but if they're not, they don't believe God's going to heal them. Then you might as well just spit in the wind because mm-hmm. they're not going to they're not going to mm-hmm. receive anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's be careful that we don't that's, take what we hear good. tonight and yes. run off in the ditch and yes. uh, get some kind of false doctrine because uh, it has been done in the past. It has, but it, it's very powerful. It's it's worthy of people studying, reading, and personalize it and say god what are you saying to yeah. me the book of ephesians is probably one of the best books to read on about the authority mm-hmm. because paul explains it so well yes, he about does. Uh, you know on, on who we're doing mm-hmm. battle with mm-hmm. and how we fight uh how we how we have the authority in christ mm-hmm. to uh, stop the things that, that uh, the enemies brought against us and uh and, and you know, I, I, sometimes people will be praying, "Lord, Thy will be done." Lord, what is you, you know, Your will be done. Your will be done. When God says, "I've already given you the authority mm-hmm. to stop the devil," mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, Ephesians is a great book to read uh, about the authority of the believer. If you don't have uh, Watchman Nee's book, yeah. By the way, I know everybody here probably under, knows the testimony of Watchman Nee, but he was put in prison for preaching the gospel, and uh, they they tormented him and harassed him and did everything they could to stop him from speaking and uh, eventually they cut out his mm-hmm. tongue and he still wrote these magnificent yes. books these wonderful books uh that uh and I, I think he may have written them from prison i'm not sure but uh, uh if he didn't he he still he he lost you know the ability to speak because of his testimony in christ yeah that's amazing isn't it they took away his tongue but they couldn't take away his thought and his pen. Right. And and God still got the message of the heart of him. Thus the saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. For sure. I think that's what a lot of people, that's a lie. That's a lie that I believed for a long time that um, it's, it's actually not a lie. It's just that we're supposed to fight the good fight. That mm-hmm. means that the if we're fighting the good fight, that means that we're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. And and we're supposed to be winners. I mean, if you go the entire Bible front to back, it, it, the analogies are almost all about battling. I mean, the almost the entire Bible is about fighting a battle mm-hmm. and winning mm-hmm. a battle. And God wants us to be winners. Yes. I mean, w- Watchman was a winner. I mean, he he fought a battle, and in the end, he fulfilled what he was called to do, and he won. Mm-hmm. He fought the good fight, and he won. He did. And getting his tongue cut out didn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Uh, being stuck in prison, getting beat, Lord knows what else happened to yeah. him. The, yeah. the mental agony that he went through, and we can talk about thousands of different people like this, but to come out and, I don't know, probably one of that book come out, maybe a hundred years later, people were still talking about a writing that he did mm-hmm. after all that that he went through, and that is winning, and God wants yes. us to win. Yes, and, and it's okay to believe in our hearts that we're supposed to pursue his kingdom and his righteousness and we're supposed to win in that battle 
and it's okay to want to be a winner and it's okay to want to win and it's okay to be competitive against the enemy yes amen i don't want to win a few and lose a few no because the heroes of faith they were heroes of faith not because they gave up and quit they were winners they were winners and then even those that didn't get mentioned in there there that got they their lives got destroyed they got killed or burned to death and but they never stopped their legacy lived that's right yes their legacy is still preaching today just like their story their testimony is still going and going and going and going it can't be stopped no and that's how we should live our life i believe that when when you go on to be with the lord i believe that your book will continue to be a legacy and testify of the goodness of the lord Mm -hmm. in a little girl's life that was uh, abused and and messed up and uh, how that god was able to uh, turn that around and, and and pick up the broken pieces and put you together and and cause you to be the mighty woman of God you are. And I don't say that because you're my wife, but I, I know what God is doing through you. And so what a legacy, what a legacy that you're leaving. Uh, I don't expect you to be checking out anytime soon, no. but uh, you know, the, the book is going to continue to live on. Yeah, I believe In that. fact, it may be more popular after you die than before well, you die. Well, it's your testimony, and your testimony is helping other people win. Yeah. Yes. And, and that book yeah. is Miracle of the Breaking yeah. by Darlene Rhodes. And Amazon, Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. Audible. All those places. Well, the Word of God is full of people just like us and just like the listeners. I mean, just right. so many because we all have a testimony yes. if God's done anything at all for yes. us. It's not a small thing. And... and uh, just uh, I guess today working with Max uh, in his schooling he had a part where where Abram you know where he had uh, God had told him that he would have children but Sarah you know kind of got involved in it and and ended up excuse me <coughs> Sorry about that, Chris. Uh, but Sarah uh, got involved, and, and we all know that she gave her handmaiden to have a son. And we know how that worked out also. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then go back to Genesis and read it. Right. But then when uh, Abraham, uh, God spoke to Abram again. And then when he said, you are going to be the father of many nations. And Sarah, her name's going to be changed. Yours is going to be changed. And I'm going to give you uh, a son through Sarah. And he looked at that. And as God was talking to him, he chuckled to himself. Can a 99-year-old, can a 100-year-old be a father can a 90-year-old woman be a mother? I mean, this was, I mean, he realized his age. He realized, mm-hmm. but yet God said, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to people that are listening to this podcast, I'm not done with you yet. How dare you think that your story right. or your walk with God isn't like someone else's mm-hmm. or that God wouldn't want to use mine but God wants to use whatever we will say yes to. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, we all read the story and we, we see how even when they had to laugh that God would, was wanting to use them at their age, 
we know how God used them and how their life went and how through the years, how that bloodline went all the way up to Jesus mm-hmm. and how Jesus came to redeem us so that our story could be told right. in our generations and to live on into other generations. That's right. But the word of God is never going to cease. And I believe that our authority in Jesus Christ is going to grow as we understand that he really wants to use what he put inside yes. of us. Mm-hmm. It was his idea. Yes. He did it. Right. And, and it's a powerful thing. Scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And uh, the Greek actually says, as one who's in terror. So we, we, we just, that, that's our authority. Yeah. That's the authority we have as a believer to stand against Satan and resist him and he will flee from us. So uh, we have authority. We do. Thank God. Delegated authority. So. Well, I'm going to step in and do our closing today because Mama's losing her voice in case nobody could tell. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, and so uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight around the table. And um, we will be talking to you again next week, I'm sure. And so closing, Dad, would you mind to say a prayer sure. and pray for our listeners? I will. Our Father, we thank you this afternoon, this evening for your blessings. Thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is settled in heaven forever. It is a light into our path. And we just thank you, God, that we can lean on the word. We can dig into the yes. word and find strength to live the next day, strength to get through every, uh, every curve ball that the enemy throws our way. And so, Father, I ask you to bless our listeners. I pray, God, that you administer to them peace and joy and health and strength. God, heal relationships between husbands and wives, between parents and children. We believe, God, that this message is going around the world, and it's touching lives around the world. So, Lord, hear our prayer tonight. Receive our request, and God, minister to the people that have ears to hear. We thank you, Lord, that we are receiving that revelation that in Christ Jesus we have authority and that no weapon that forms against us will prosper because we have the authority to resist it and stand against it. And we thank you, Father. Thank you that your word is true. Your word is truth. We thank you for Chris and Darlene and Tiffany. And, Lord, I pray that you bless our crew here and bless all of our listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Until the next time at the table with Darlene. May the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts and life. Shalom. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darleneroads.org also at wawministries.org thanks again for joining us at at the table with darlene